Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Game Train Podcast. I am Callan Davison and joining me as always is Carl Smith. Hello, hello. Hello everyone, we hope you've been having a great gaming week or fortnight. But uh, yeah, let's jump straight into it with the news. In big Australian Expo news... It looks like PAX and EB Expo are forming into one super expo here in Melbourne later this year. Whereas it used to be two separate entities, they've now joined together to make the biggest gaming expo in Australia. Mm, That's interesting. Kind of big news because we don't have a lot of gaming expos here, like just on gaming. Yeah. We've we've now lost one. They were kind of the only like two we had. Were they? And it's... Yeah, uh, no, there's also RTX. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. All right. Um, but, you know, EB felt like it, there was a difference between EB and PAX in that EB was this sort of, I guess, more of a uh, commercialized style of expo. Like a um, promo expo. Like a promo expo. And they both had their place. While um, PAX felt more like an independent about the people expo. And they both had their place. I just find it strange that they are now joining to make this super expo. I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know if the marriage is going to work or not. Yeah, yeah. It's like exciting, but cautiously optimistic kind of thing. Like, is this going to be huge and successful or is this going to divide the fan base in this weird way? People in uh, Queensland, you know, that might not have the money to travel down to Melbourne. Hello. Hello. Um, or, or whatever, you know, miss pretty much miss out on an expo now because it's all going to be in Melbourne now. So I don't know, yes. mixed thoughts about it all. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, Nintendo had another Nintendo Direct last week, which was exciting. A huge amount of things were announced there. So let's oh, just ridiculous. rattle through them quickly because there is a lot. Yes. Dark Souls is getting an Amiibo, which is really cool. Uh, yep. Splatoon 2 is getting... Yes, praise the sun. Splatoon 2 is getting an expansion pack. Crash Bandicoot is coming to the Switch. Captain Toad is coming to the Switch. And yes. Luigi's Mansion is coming to the 3DS. Ah, so close. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, Why close not to the Switch. switch. Oh, I well. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Mario Tennis Aces is out on June 22nd on the Switch, which is really exciting. Yeah, and it looks so fun. It does, and I can't wait to destroy Carl at it because he's not going to be any good, mate. I am the king of Wii tennis, so that's so cool. I don't know. This is Mario tennis, though, mate. Different it's game. Nintendo. <laughs> I got uh, that and- DNA in me. <laughs> and Octopath Traveler got its release date of July thirteenth. Yes, finally, this game looks so good. Yeah, old they- school looking oh. RPG looks great. They also announced two new characters for it. The merchant and the apothecary. Is that how I say it? I don't know. You tell me. Yep. Yep. That is how yep. I say it. Yeah. We've got I one that, that you can't pronounce properly. Finally. <laughs> I know. I just don't say it and pretend that I know everything. Damn. Probably the uh, biggest announcement from the uh, Nintendo Direct was that we are getting a new Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Now, uh, allegedly new. Allegedly new. We don't know if this is going to be a brand new one in the series. We don't know if this is just a rehashed version of the Wii U version. Is or it a joint like one? The, 
or, or joint with the 3DS one. We don't know. Like, the, uh, it looks like the um, Inklings are going to be characters from Splatoon, which is kind of cool. We sort of guessed yep. that a while ago if they ever did another one on Switch that that would happen. And yeah, so yes. we don't know when oh, we, uh, it comes out this year. Yeah. Yeah, and also it had uh, Link in his Breath of the Wild outfit. Which oh, is, there you go. Yeah, Breath of the Wild Link. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah, that's in, so that's kind of you know something else that makes us think: like, is this new or is this just like DLC clothes or like so many questions? But it's all really exciting. Yep. Well, I can't wait to see it, and I'm hoping they've well, I, they will have it at E3, won't they? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. At E3, they always have like a um, a huge Nintendo. Um, sort of area and one part of it is normally um, competitive and the other part is like their big showing you know like Mario or Zelda or something so it'll at least definitely be that competitive half but they could get away with making it the entire thing because you know it, it lets them do whatever they want they could do like a Zelda section and Mario section because it's all part of Smash Brothers through a couple of leaked bits of news Jurassic Park Ooh. Evolution looks like to be coming out June 12th and yeah. Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, looks like to be coming out September 14th. The last bit of information is that uh, the Division 2 will be showing at Eve 3 this year. Yeah, what? I don't. I, I did not expect that. I kind of did. It felt it's about time for the second one to come out. Really? But, like, Ubisoft has so many games as a service that it's like they didn't even need to think about this for, like, two or three more years. They've got... You know, Wildlands, and they've got uh, Rainbow Six, and they've got, strangely, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is turning itself into a games-as-a-service one-player style. They have all these, like, entities already running and running well, and people are loving it. And then they got Far Cry coming, and they're like, you know what? We need another big open-world game-as-a-service. I don't know, I did not expect it. I thought maybe in, like, two years or something. Yep. It, it, it still has such a strong... Um, you know, fan base, but cool. Let's see what, what it is. All right. And uh, that's the news. All right, guys, we've got some uh, some other sort of side news to talk about with the game train here. Uh, we mentioned yes, on the last more. episode that uh, we're going to do some Twitch streams, and we have gotten through our testing process and have actually done a couple of mini streams, which we haven't really announced. We've just sort of just gone online and done it. Um, yep. Which has been a bit interesting. Um, so, yeah, you can find that at um, the channel name is Game Train Twitch, one word. I will be streaming generally on Sunday nights from about 8 30 pm, uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time at the moment. Yep. Uh, and I'll be on there most Mondays, 9 am, other times throughout the week, but that's the one that I'll. I'll be on every week, Mondays, 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, regular old standard. Also, I'll be on Wednesday evenings as well at 8.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time as well. Um, but we'll also be doing other streams, etc. Throughout, uh, throughout whenever we feel like really jumping on and just doing a stream of something. So follow us on Twitch and then you can get the notifications that we have started streaming. So that is Game Train Twitch. Give us a follow because we need to get up to 50 follows to become affiliated with Twitch. So we've got to start building up our follower numbers here. So please, please jump on board and help us out here. Yes. Help um, us out, spread the love. 
Exactly. And um, so the big first official stream is this Sunday coming up. Um, so on Sunday nights, I'm going to be running my Bloodborne Challenge, which I started last year and then stopped. But I'm starting again. I'll be starting from the very beginning of the game. And so the rules are this. I'll be playing Bloodborne. Uh, every time I die, I have to do some sort of exercise. So yes. I have nice. five different exercises down here that I'll be rotating through because I just don't want, want to do the same one every time because I'll burn myself out. Yep, in like three deaths. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. <laughs> so I'll either be doing 10 squats, 10 push-ups, a one-minute plank, 10 bicep curls, or 10 shoulder presses. I can't even do a one-minute plank. Yeah, I know. You're going to laugh at this, aren't you? Well, it's going to be wonderful. I mean, like... 10 push-ups or a one-minute plank. Yep. So Jeez. You'll be able to watch me do all these exercises on the stream live every time I die. Yeah, I'll be watching that. So I have a sure. special exercise cam set up, which I'll be able to switch out to. Nice. For those people that want to want to watch me bust my ass on this game. So um, Bloodborne's a friggin' hard game. Last time I played it, I think I killed two or three bosses and I died 60 times. Oh. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the rule that every time I die, that happens. Um, I am allowed to grind, though. So, if I want to sit down and just grind out a level or two, that's allowed. I'm just not nice. going to just butt my head against a wall the whole time. Yeah. I mean, like, that would have been 600 push-ups. I don't know if... Anyone... You know, like, it's like, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So, five different exercises so I could just rotate through. So... Yeah, and probably for the stream, we'll be looking at about one and a half hours or so. Well, you're going to be fit. Well, hopefully I don't die that much, Carl. Yeah, especially in real life. Whoa. Well, if I get to, <laughs> if I get to an hour and I'm like freaking panting here, you know, it might be like, all right, guys, let's uh, let's do some skateboard tricks. So that, yeah. so that's that's on the uh, that's on the Sunday night. So on the Wednesday night, we more of a chilled stream or whatever the latest game is or whatever. So probably um, probably next week I'll be playing just to chill out and just do something that doesn't involve exercise, probably some Skate 3 or something like that because I'm playing through that at the moment. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, my Monday 9 a.m. AST ones will just be uh, whatever I'm playing. So cool. same thing, something chill. Yes. Yeah. All right, um, on to the games we have been playing which uh, we jumped on to some steep. Yeah, because there was that epic sale at JB. Huge. Yeah, yep, two for 40. And we both ran out and bought ourselves a copy of steep each. Yeah, I've been, I, I and I think, Callan, you're the same. We've been so curious to check out steep for ages, but just kind of missed it, just skipped it and, you know, got buried in all the releases. And that's yet another... Ubisoft game as a service that exists like these guys are running this kind of like big open world well looked after sort of you know game as a service type thing this I was so impressed yes yeah it's fun isn't it yeah it feels immediately great like it's not as arcadey as SSX or something like it feels a, a tiny bit more like sim style as far as you know, snowboarding goes, but it's not quite like skate three type sim. It's still, I don't know. It was just, it felt really fun. And all the sports are fun except paragliding. Um, 
The story is weird. I don't know why they even pretend to have one. Yeah, oh, look, it's just a dude snowboarding. Pretty much you can just cruise around the mountains, just drop in on areas and just snowboard or ski down. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah, and doing it with friends is pretty cool. Um, and also, I just unlocked that rocket wingsuit, which I, I told you, Callum, that you had to get and you still must try this. Like, this thing blew my mind. It is so fun. It costs like 100000 steep dollars or something which you earn by winning you know different events and stuff so i eventually got enough to buy it and i was like all right let's see how this goes because we bought a sled and that was a disastrous waste of money yeah the sled wasn't fun the sled is awful i thought it would be so much cooler and it's this rickety wooden so you know if you guys are buying any of the extra sports skip that one get the rocket wingsuit it's a bit more expensive but dude it's just like you lean over the edge, just like the wingsuit, and you press go, and you just shoot fire, like a rocket plane, mm. out your wings, and you fly anywhere you want, like any direction, up, down, left, right, and you can do the wingsuit uh, challenges and stuff, like the ones that are the story ones, and they go, go through the ring anywhere you want, and we're like, cool, I'll fly through them like a rocket. <laughs> and it's so fun, and it's really cool for, like, um, a big part of Steep is that you have to discover your own tracks, so or you can't sort of go forth in the game you got to use binoculars and look out for starting points and you got to try and reach them somehow but you jump in this rocket and you just go like oh there's a point like 500 kilometers away and you just yep. like zoom and i'm there there was also the um the road to olympics expansion which we haven't played yet which looks really fun as well yeah i want that it too, looks like a like- real solid expansion but it just can't afford it at the moment it's a bit too much like 40 40 well, dollars yeah, if we bought the game for 80 bucks, it would make more sense. But now it's like yeah, twice the price of the actual game. And I heard someone, I don't remember who, but someone compare it to like the word patch. You know, like when is a patch not a patch anymore? And it was funny because they're like, well, a patch comes from like just, you know, a square piece of cloth that you put on your pants to cover a hole. And if that cloth is bigger than the pants, is it a patch anymore? And it made me think like... The, this game sounds huge and it's like double the price. I'm like, eh, sounds like a sequel. I'll buy it when I'm ready. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be on sale eventually, but that looks like a lot of fun as well. But I, Yeah, I'm so keen. You jumped back into the uh, VR world again. Yes, I did. I did just, just last night, actually, because we've been hearing a lot of buzz. Uh, we is uh, myself and Matt from Drop Bear Gaming, uh, this other really good friends of ours that uh, do a... Um, another gaming podcast. We'll talk more about them in a little bit. Uh, but Matt, he rang me and just said, hey man, Team Bravo is coming out and I know no one else with a PSVR and it's like a co-op shooter. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you rang me because I'm in the same boat. I got this PSVR and it's the most non-multiplayer experience. It, you can't even, you know, some games that aren't multiplayer like Zelda Breath of the Wild or Skyrim, you can still make them joined games because people sit next to you and watch you and go like hey cool maybe try this or wow that's cool but on vr like you don't see anyone you're completely blinded and you're just sitting there in your own world so it was i was so excited to actually like jump into this world with a friend so yeah we jumped in and we played team bravo yesterday uh, and we were both quite pleasantly surprised he had the gun you know that you can get for it what is that thing even called light gun i really should have yeah, I should have looked that up, but yeah. uh, be that as it may, I, I just used the normal controller, which is really weird because you actually have to pick it up in front of you 
and the gun in in the game has like a holographic sight you know and you got to look down the sight to aim because that's where your reticle is it's not on the screen the screen's completely bare like you're just out there in the open fighting terrorists and you got to pick up this thing and actually look down the sights you close one eye and you could focus in it's amazing it's really fun and we didn't either of us felt like queasy or sick at all because the um the movement works really cool like it's all cover based you just mm-hmm. you stand up and you see a spot and a little icon appears and you just turn your head to see different spots and trigger different icons and then you just click to it and it switches to an animation of your guy running so you don't have to feel that sensation which some people are sensitive to yep we you know you get none of that it's just it clicks away you see your guy run and then it you appear in that section running backwards is very hard though and collecting ammo is a, a huge hassle because you got to like turning backwards and left and right and switching it that way is terrifying when there's enemies behind you it's like just this lost thing so but it, it, i got real time crisis 2 vibes from it like there's a button that makes you like poke out over cover you know and Every, you're always still, so it always kind of feels like a glorified uh, shooting range. You know, you just see a bunch of guys, you're looking down the sights, but it feels really fun, and you're there with a friend, and you can both kind of flank and say, all right, you go that way, I'm going to collect ammo here, I'm going to wait, oh, there's people behind, I'll look behind, you look that way. And it's kind of like, as a normal shooter, it would, meh, it's not very exciting, not not a lot goes on, it's quite bare bones, you know, I'd, I'd barely give it a four or five but just because you're in this world of PSVR, like virtual reality, and you're there with a friend, there's this other layer of it, which, I don't know, it brings back those times when you first tried light guns. And you're like, I'm doing this. I'm in here. This is really fun. You know, like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was quite enjoyable. It's still quite bare bones. Yeah. We did, I think we got through more than a third of the game in like just over an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... We were both getting quite tired, too, because you actually have to hold up the gun the whole time. You can't, you know, relax your arms or anything. My back was starting to hurt. I was really feeling my age. I'm like, oh, i got to get a better chair. Uh, and I think Matt got 80% of the kills. Yeah. I hope he doesn't hear this podcast so that he doesn't hear me say that out loud. But, um, yeah, I, didn't, I did nothing, man. Aiming with that controller was um, fun but hard because trying to hold it like a gun when it's not yeah i really recommend if you already have psvr and you want to try this get it with the gun don't be a cheap ass like i was um i think it's it's a bit of fun yeah but make sure you do you know you have a friend ready who also has a spare eight hundred dollars to get the psvr and the gun and the game and <laughs> like, yeah like your cool. like your friend from the drop bear podcast hello shout out yeah, so I played that with Matt from Drop Bear Gaming, and that's, uh, you know, I thought we'd uh, make that this week's shout-out. These guys, they're hilarious. Matt and Lucas, they've got a, a gaming podcast um, called Drop Bear Gaming. It's probably not safe for work, so make sure there's not too many kids in the car or whatever if you're having a listen. It's, you know, it's really Australian, let's put it that way. Um, and the guys are hilarious. They do it maybe... Once a month-ish, sometimes more. Um, and, you know, they helped us out a lot getting into this ourselves when we first started Game Train. So these guys were like a really big part of that. So uh, massive respect for the boys at Drop Bear Gaming. Thanks again. And uh, thanks to Matt for jumping on to my first PSVR multiplayer experience. Bam. All right. 
Thank you, Drop Bear Gaming. Uh, right, let's move on to our review game of this episode, which is Scribblenaut Showdown. Rock beats scissors. Paper beats rock. Flamethrower beats paper. Dalmatian beats flamethrower. Scribblenaut Showdown is developed by Shiver Entertainment and published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. It is out on Nintendo Switch. It is a... What could you call it? It's like a Mario Party sort of game where there is like... Well, one mode, I guess. It's like an... Oh, the the main showdown mode is a board game. Yeah, 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 I suppose, yeah. So the game is scribbled on showdown, so the showdown mode is like a board game, which is very Mario Party-esque, where you move around yes. a, a game board, and there is a whole different lot of mini-games that take place across the board as you start moving around. The scribble noughts part of it, if none of you guys have ever played scribble noughts or heard of it, I guess it's, it's like a word puzzle game, where you write different puzzles ask for like or different mini games i don't know what you'd even call these things yeah you call them mini games for a way yeah and and they all kind of ask for like a a way to solve a situation and you gotta like write down a word of an object that'll help you that's right almost any object i think they have like forty thousand of them over thirty thousand yeah so there's there's a lot there so it might be like name an item in your house and you'll put table and then when you go into the game suddenly a guy is holding a table yeah, and they're all, like, usable. So uh, a lot of people sort of look forward to these games mostly for their... Um, uh, they have these... Uh, what would you call it? The sandbox yep. modes where you just have, like, an area that's like a jungle or a tower. And they go, all right. And, you know, they give you a bunch of ways to do things. But a, a lot of fans and people online are just, like, interested in learning how different objects interact with each other and just completely ignore the game. Yep. And really you know, play it like a sandbox, like this game's version of GTA where everyone just goes like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, and that's kind of the scribble noughts part of this. And they've had affiliations with like superheroes and different things in the past, but mostly it's about like how crazy and imaginative you can get with these situations. Yes. Very interesting concept. It's a very interesting concept. I'm still fascinated. I, f- by it. I felt for this game, it was very multiplayer oriented. Orientated, like it, um, it wasn't really a lot of single player things to do. You can play versus the computer on the board game, but that kind of got boring after a couple of goes. Uh, you can go play the sandbox yeah, mode, definitely. but if you're just playing by yourself, it's like ah, uh, it's all right, but it there wasn't a lot of fun to it yeah. like you just playing the cuz there's like 20 over 25 little mini games as well that you can play against the computer but if you're not playing against someone it's like oh that's cool yeah i mean it's it's definitely marketed as a multiplayer game and i think it's not one of those ones where you're like oh but you can enjoy it on your own i think you're totally right it's like you need to play it with someone. Even the sandbox mode, it's so much more fun with someone next to you going like oh try make a dragon no make a zombie dragon no, make an invisible, pregnant zombie dragon. Yeah. Wow, it works. You know, and you're like, what the hell? Yep. And by yourself, you're like, eh, try this. Oh, hooray, it worked. And like, yeah, not the same vibe. No, uh, the, the mini games were fun, though. Like, I could see like a few people around having drinks and playing the mini games would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd love to try this with like more than two, like, you know, three or four players. Yes. With a couple of drinks. That would be hilarious. It would be a lot of fun then. Uh, and 
you know, there's all your normal mini mini games. There's like a dance, dance, you know, rhythm one. There's, I don't know, like pump something up. There's catch the things on your magic carpet, I guess. Yeah. You know, like there's that um, catapult one, which is really fun. So they, they give you a hint before you jump in and they say like, write down something starting with L that's heavy. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess something needs to be heavy, you know, and you can, I don't know, lard lion and then it's like okay cool you're putting your thing in a catapult and shooting it at a pile of junk yes from the enemy and you're like oh god okay wish i didn't write sand or air it's just well it's on the uh on the carpet one that i was saying where you're flying on a magic carpet and you've got to catch objects and and stack them on your magic carpet and balance them i was playing against the computer yep. i've forgotten what the question was but the computer came out with something like really tiny i'd typed in house <laughs> yeah it might have been like Why just would... type in something starting with h so they put in like hairbrush or something so they've got like little hairbrushes dropping down i just houses and i'm like well i've already lost this because once two stack up they were just falling it was just awful <laughs> a house is just so did you have the pointy roof yes and the pointy roof and everything <laughs> You can't. St- I'm pretty sure it says like write something that's pretty stackable. <laughs> uh, house. Oh, that's a good. T- well, I was playing with Jack, my girlfriend, and we're, we're doing the one. There was. A, I was telling you about this earlier in the week. There was a race, like a hurdle race, from you know, like just the athletic style, and they're like write something starting with B that's fast. And, you know, I, I forget what she wrote, but something quicker than a bear but say you know she's like bear and i wrote no b okay let's go like bumblebee and we started and she's like oh how do you jump and how do you skip these mud puddles and this is so hard and meanwhile my dude just flew over the whole race (laughs) straight to the finish line i'm like well that seemed a bit unfair i'm sorry babe (laughs) she's like what are you doing like i don't know i don't know how how you deal with your issues i don't know what button to press i'm just flying here see ya yeah it was just so funny that the game let me do that. So they really do just let you think what you think would be the best situation. Well, they don't, I don't know. It's kind of exciting that they don't kind of show you the puzzle until you um, write the word. But then that goes to one of my sort of downsides of it is it's kind of like you can only play it a few times and then you kind of know what's coming. Yep. And unless you're being experimental and having fun with, if you're just trying to win, it's too easy. Okay. Yeah. You just pick like super rocket ship and it's like at the end, I win. But it is fun if you're in, you don't go in it to win. You go in it to have a f- fun time and a laugh with a friend. And then you can write like outrageous things and see how they interact with the puzzle uh, instead of like, how do I win this? Stupid me. You know how there's the, uh, you can choose, you know, all your letters and stuff. Well, I, I didn't realize yeah. it was the whole alphabet around there at first for whatever reason. Okay. I, oh, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. But yeah, I. But the whole alphabet was there. I just didn't realize this at first. So I'm trying to construct words, but going, hmm, I wonder. And then, and then I realized after several goes that the whole alphabet was there. It was quite embarrassing. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, they do black out. Yeah, the, the letters that was, for you. That, the, that's probably what. Yeah, that's you. probably what was getting me. I'm like, well, what random letters am I going to get this time? Well, the whole alphabet's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay i get yeah, that yeah That's, you probably put down like the letter 
X or something. You're like, oh, there's no letters here. It's like, yeah, because nothing comes after an X or something. Yeah, yeah. It was, maybe put a Q down. And like, <sighs> yeah, but, you know, the, the graphics are fun. You know, it's this cartoony style of graphics. Um, I love them. They're so cute. I love half of the excitement for me, instead of just seeing how items interact, is how they draw them. Yep. Like, I wrote the word match, like a matchstick. And it's like this rectangle. It's not even very long and skinny like a matchstick. It's just a full rectangle. And the top half is red and the bottom half is brown. I'm like, that's so cute. <laughs> that's a matchstick to these guys. Yep. And, so, and another fun thing, I don't know if you found this. You know, when you start writing a word and they give you all these like suggestions at the bottom so you can choose. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I love, well, I like choosing like, you're like, okay, let me see. Uh, something that flies starting with G. Uh, I don't know. G, uh, R, and they're like, gyro teleporter xyz and you're like what is but then that? that takes away just click that these. takes away the creativity of the game which is one thing that you just I praised mean, it for a minute ago i mean that's true but there's words in there that i will never know yeah and i would never have known it it is it takes away if, if you're like i don't know if i'm starting to write the word lion and it shows me lion i'm like well i was going there so that's cool yeah but then if it shows me like I don't know, Lion Tamer. I'm like, oh, okay. I wouldn't have thought of that. And then you click that and there's a dude there with a big <laughs> ring and standing on a... I'm like, wow, what do I use him for? You know, like, it just opens your mind up a bit. And then I guess I wish you could turn it on and off. Because if, if you had that kind of thought and go, okay, now I know I can pick this kind of thing. Now I'll turn off the uh, suggestions and have my mind a bit more open. Yeah. Because it locks up, hey. Like, does that happen to you? And they're like, pick a thing starting with F that that is heavy and you're like ah oh god i don't know any words that start with f at all anymore yeah like your brain just stops and then as soon as the game's in there you're like oh man i should have said fire truck or like fridge or like <laughs> like all these things start coming yeah. and you're like damn so uh if you're going to write down what you gave this game score in the game i don't know where i was going with yeah pretty much i'm asking <laughs> no, what you good nearly pretty much asking what your final <laughs> score out of 10 is for this all right. All right. You're asking me how many game train carriages I give this yep. train. Let's, um, well, I gave it, I, I've put down here that I, I gave it a six because, um, you know, like just a few of the, it is, it's beautifully charming and like the imagination and all that. But the thing that takes it down is one, you do need to be with other people to play it, which I guess they are marketing it as a multiplayer game. But, Again, once you've played it a few times, that was that thing that was kind of like, I don't know if I could do this game and like, you know, have a big session with friends more than two or three times and then just be like, ah, I don't want to do that anymore. Let's let's play Mario Kart. Yep. You know, like, it, I don't know. It's it's charming and cute and, and like, it's so weird that it has like thousands of possibilities, but you only can really do it one or two times and then you kind of... I don't know what happens, but unless you have a group of like really willing and excited and creative friends throwing things together, which I don't know about you guys, but as a grown ass 30 year old man, 32, let's, let's uh, add them years on there. I don't have too many times where I'm sitting around in the room with like, you know, four or five mates, like going like, what cool words can we come up with? But I think for a younger audience, this game would be a lot of fun oh, and yeah. you know, like just really open well, your mind. Well, I think this game is... So, tailored for a younger audience, really. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, six for me. How'd you go? 
Alright, so I'm giving this a 7.8, which is quite a lot higher than yours. Um, yes. Look, I think the game's high. got a really nice presentation. It sounds cool. It's got great ideas. Um, and I'm giving it a bit higher because I'm sort of thinking, well, if I was playing with friends, I would have probably enjoyed it more. And that's why I'm giving it that higher score. I guess so. And also, it, this this is your first Scribblenauts experience it is, as well, It yeah? is. So, yeah. That, uh, I think it's a great game yeah. for kids. Well, I would have given like, it if, if, if you, more. If you have yeah. kids and you're trying to teach, like, you know, like, let's say five, six, seven years old, right? And you're just trying to get them more familiar with different types of words and spelling, things like that. I think this game would be absolutely fantastic for that. Yes. Yes, it would. And to be fair, yeah, if it was my first Scribblenauts experience, I would have given this like an eight. Yes. You know, because Scribblenauts blew me away when I first had a go. Just that concept in itself with like 30,000 odd words and they do different things like amazing. Yeah. So my low score, I guess, is because it's, you know, this third or fourth one I've played. And so I'm kind of scoring it on, on its own merit. So I guess your ginormous score next to mine makes sense to me in yeah. that way. So, yeah. And that was uh, Scribblenaut Showdown. All right. All right, guys. Now we are going on to games of our lives when we are talking about the consoles of our lives, pretty much, and our favorite games on them. Yeah. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the games of of our our lives. lives. What is it this week? Well, for me, it is the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, I know you did not have one of these. Um, No, I skipped this one. So we're just going to do my one this week because we couldn't work out a way to sync it all up because next week is Super Nintendo versus Sega Mega Drive. So we thought we'd do those together rather than... They need to be together. Yeah, Yeah, because my next console was the Super NES. Yes. And it's like, it didn't make sense. So I did play a lot of NES, so... Yep. Well, Um, Christmas time, 1993. That's when I got my Nintendo Entertainment System, which was right at the end of its cycle. Oh, wow. Well, you guys get a lot of games then. Your parents must have been stoked for cheap games. Probably, but well, mine came with like, I think three or four games with it. One of those being uh, The Legend of Zelda. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. So that was like one of the first games I ever owned on my uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. And it's probably my favorite game that was on there. Um, Also, um, uh, Honorable mentions goes out to Mario 3 and Mario 2 and Mario 1. But yeah, that was, that was definitely, uh, definitely, uh, probably one of the highlights there. Nice. 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 Um, well, with all those honorable mentions, I've got nothing to say. So next, (laughs) no, just playing. I, um, I, I played a lot with my good friend, David, uh, in the Solomon Islands. He had the nests and, you know, going to his house was like going to the future because I went back to my house and I had, you know, frostbite on Atari. But um, <laughs> I'd go there and just be amazed at this stuff. Like the colors and the graphics were just next level. And Super Mario Brothers 3, just that that's the one that did it for us. And not just the game itself, but it had that really cool multiplayer game. You know, if you jumped into each other's icon on the on the world map yeah it was that it, it was the first one that did the world yep. map as well wasn't it it was like it yeah. was so cool seeing the whole like thing mapped out in front of you and you're like wow there's the castle and the, you know there's the other castle there's the boss we're gonna get to there one day like just seeing and planning in that way instead of just going like when you played part one super mario brothers and it was just like world one level one 
well done. World one, level two. Well done. You know, and it was kind of like next day. This was the first time I saw it laid out in front of me. And it was really exciting. And it kind of filled you with like excitement and this desire to get through to see like, what is that over there? And what is that weird looking thing up there? And But yeah, that multiplayer one, if you jumped on the same icon, we had so much fun with that where like you'd both appear in this like little mini game and you had to collect the most coins or kill the other Mario vs. Luigi and you were throwing spiky things at each other and making crabs run around. I don't know what they were smoking when they made that game, that particular mini game, but it's like bonkers, but um, super fun. And I guess my honorable mention would have to be Duck Hunt with that light gun. That was awesome at the time and I just wanted to murder that dog so much. How was your Nesp? Sorry, before we move on, did you have the the forward uh, loading one in like a VCR or the top down? Uh, it was second? the for- forward loading one. Yeah, my neighbor Nicely. had one oh, of gee. the top top down ones. I never saw one of those in person. Was it huge? Yeah, yeah, he had, he had one of those. Uh, no, no, it was small. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And and yours never yeah. died on you because I I heard there was like an issue. No. Well. Uh, see, because it was right at the end of the Nest not cycle, and everything else then was then dropping in price because they'd been out for a while, like the Mega Drives and the SNES. The Christmas of nineteen ninety four, which was twelve months later, I ended up getting the Sega Mega Drive. Oh wow! You didn't even need to use your Nest much. Those three games might have just taken you through to the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, oh, I had a few games on there, like Super Mario. I never had Super Mario three or two on there. I had Super Mario one though. Ah, yep, yep. Um, I remember hiring Mega Man a lot from the video store. Wow, that's cool. Um, yeah, back in the days of blockbuster video and stuff like that, which was really cool. But yeah, um, I think Zelda of the ones that I owned was probably probably the best one. I loved the Ninja, uh, Ninja Turtles game, but I didn't own that one. Once again, that was a higher one. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. I can't believe, man, Zelda. That's so crazy. I didn't even touch Zelda until. Super NES, and even then, that was Degs's, David's uh, Zelda. I didn't really experience Zelda myself until Ocarina of yep. Time. All right, well, that is games of our lives this week. Uh, we don't have a question this week, so ask us a question. Um, we made it super easy. We now have a website. It's just www.gametrainpodcast.com, and right on there, yep. scroll down to the bottom, and it's got like ask us a question. Yep, and send us a question. You know, it could be the same question as last time. Like, why doesn't Kyle like fun? We'll answer it again if we have to. Just ask. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's all right. That's all right. Now, on to the end of the show, which is the lame love and hype trains. And kicking off first is the lame train. I have one this week. This is kind of an add-on, which I've I've said before, but I've just re-experienced it this week to, you know, make it worth saying again. And my lame train, again, is the death of the Kinect on Xbox One <laughs> X. Like, just, just give me the input, you know? Give me the option. Like, great. You don't need it when you buy it. It's not in the box. You save a bajillion dollars. But... Firstly, I was annoyed because I couldn't just... I loved walking and saying Xbox on or Xbox off. Also, I loved when someone had to tell me something quickly and I was in the middle of a DVD 
or watching something on Netflix. I didn't have to power up my controller and wait for a second. And they're like, quick, you need to come now. I'm like, wait, just a second. My controller's starting up. Just give me a second. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, it's paused now. What did you want? Like, oh, nothing. Just an angel was flying past our house, but it's gone now. And I used to be able to just go like, (laughs) Xbox pause. It was brilliant. And, but now, you know, now that we're playing around with Twitch and all that, I don't have a webcam. So I was like, oh, you know, it'd be fun to do this. And I tried it on PlayStation 4, which, you know, I'm never like a PlayStation 4 fanboy and saying, wow, this is so great. Xbox is so bad. But it's just so hard not to at the moment when all these things are happening. Um, You know, never mind about Mm. games and stuff. But I just sat there and went, okay, uh, broadcast game. Cool. And the PlayStation was like, cool. Did you want to be in the camera? I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a camera there because of my PSVR. Uh, yes, and then it showed me there in like this beautiful stream, put me up in the corner, put the game, recorded my mic, boom, had this full easy Twitch stream. I'm like, excellent. I also have a super expensive high definition camera for my Xbox if I was playing a normal Xbox One. But now that I've upgraded for all this money to Xbox One X, I no longer have an expensive camera that can show me in Twitch streams. So that's my lame train. As you can tell, I'm quite annoyed. Mine is online-only games, which are like single-player experiences. Aha, yes. Like Steep, you cannot play it if you're not on the internet. Now, it's a snowboarding game. You're not getting powered up. You're just doing tricks on a snowboard. Like, why is it online-only? Why can't it be just, you know, I don't have the internet or I get disconnected or, you know, whatever. Whatever happens and I can still play I can't though you have to you have to be on the internet and when we the first day we were playing I kept getting disconnected and you were too yeah. and yeah. you can't do any of the missions when you're disconnected you can just slide down a mountain but you know you want to go do some yes yeah. uh, trick challenges or whatever and you you can't do them unless you're online it's like why for this game so that's my lame trend is yeah. online only for games that you know shouldn't affect anyone else yeah and you can't even like you're doing every other snowboarding game you can get boards with different stats or riders with different stats but in this every board and every rider is the same so it's like even yeah, that wouldn't so be So there is no there is no growth in that way so there's no you can't hack the game make a super snowboard or whatever you're just the same as everyone else yeah just your number changes yeah anyway right. yeah so online only on games that shouldn't require it yeah it's mine this week rock and roll all right uh, onto the love train. My love train has been discovering and getting into Twitch, as you might have noticed. So we've been having a lot of fun yep. and just, you know, playing with our page. And we've never really jumped on there. We're really late comers to this. Um, again, just in case you guys don't remember, it's just Game Train Twitch. That's where we are. But I've just, I've had a lot of fun. Like I've, I've tried on the Xbox, on the PlayStation, on the PC, you know, just trying all different things. And it's making me like play all these different games just for fun and see how it is. And, you know, I've had just a bunch of people jump on and mostly friends, but just writing funny stuff and watching me play. I don't know. It's cool. It's, it's part of uh, communication online, not really multiplayer that I haven't really delved into. And I've really enjoyed it. Uh, mine is uh, the Nintendo Directs. I'm liking what Nintendo does here. Oh, nice. They don't announce anything for a while. And then it seems to be about maybe every 30 to 40 days. Um, they give a little tease like a uh, direct is coming. The internet freaking goes nuts for about 24 to 48 hours. 
They drop their direct. It goes for about 30 minutes. They give about 10 to 15 announcements on there. Boom, done in 30 minutes. Yeah. It's just awesome. I really like how they're doing it. Yeah, they've got such a good system and they've really honed it in the last couple of years, hey? Yep, and especially with the Switch, they've got that, oh. you know, it just sets it up so Hypes beautifully. Uh, it's just re- it's just really, really, really well done. So, I yes, also think that Nintendo Direct. they need a massive kudos for doing a whole mini Direct for Labo. I'm very glad they did that. Because, you know, yeah. all the like butthurt people can didn't have to be like oh this is so dumb i can't believe they wasted their whole thing on this but it's like no we didn't even do that we put it all aside just for the labo kids and then normal other nintendo fans you have your whole other direct here a completely separate thing i love that i thought that was very tasteful very cool nice one all right now on to the uh the final one is the hype hype train hype train Hell yes. Um, mine is Shadow of the Tomb Raider all day. I've been waiting for that to get an actual date. I know it's a leak, but it looks pretty likely seeing as there's like a whole teaser trailer. Um, September 14. Can't wait. I love the first two so much. So yeah, And the movie, cool. movie came out uh, t- today, I think. Yes. Well, yesterday for those people listening in the future. Hello, future people. Mine is that I got tickets to the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra, which is performing at the Sydney Opera House in July. Ah, nice. So um, I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts lately, so I'm getting really hyped for this because the music I think is great and just be cool to just to watch the orchestra play it live in the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, um, and same composer. I wish I knew her name, but the lady that composed most of the Kingdom Hearts music also did the original Street Fighter 2 music. Well, there you How go. about that? That would have been such a cool tidbit if I even had a name for you. But look it up, it matches. Yeah, well, nice. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to that, so it should be really fun. But uh, And we've got some other news now. We've been going fortnightly, but <laughs> because we can't help ourselves, yes. we're coming back next week with a special double review a episode. Double re- we thought it was just the one, but we just have all these games that are landing uh, that we have to cover so it's yes. we're very excited to cover these ones. Yeah, we have a double review of Kirby on the Nintendo Switch, which Carl will be playing. Yes. And I will be reviewing Yakuza 6 on the PlayStation 4. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, this Sunday night, jump on Twitch, Game Train Twitch, from 8.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, I'll be streaming my Bloodborne Challenge. You'll be able to watch me do push-ups and freaking planks and all that as I get my ass kicked in this game. I'm going to die a lot, all right? Even though I've done this bit again, like before, I'm still going to die a ridiculous amount of times. So come join us in chat. You can freaking send messages and stuff to me and laugh at me as I'm, you know, sweating on the ground, panting. Yes, even take screenshots with your phone. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Come in and have a laugh. But yeah, and if you know someone else that likes Twitch and wants to have a laugh or loves Bloodborne, that send them on into the channel as well. We we, we want followers. We need followers. Yeah, and uh, once again, if you've got any questions or you, or you even want to check out some of our review scores from the past or, you know, lame trains and hype trains and things we're talking about, jump on our new website, www.gametrainpodcast.com. All right, guys, this has been Game Train. Game Train.